to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for goneboss. We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up? An in-person coffee talk. I love in-person coffee talks because you know why? They give you coffee. They give you coffee. Indeed. Yes. And it's in person. So this one will be Tuesday, March 14th from 8.30 to 9.30. And it is entitled Making a Life versus Living a Life. Now, to make my life good, they better serve the coffee because that's serve- early. That is early. I mean, 9.30 in the grand scheme of life is not that early. But I, I could still use the coffee. Though. I could still definitely use the coffee. I agree. Well, anyway, who is the facilitator of this one? It is James Mitchell. He serves as the director of HR and employee experience at Minatrista. We know James. We do. He's a great presenter, so this will be a great workshop. This workshop will be part discussion, part activity, and a lot of reflection. Uh, participants are going to take stock of their strengths and how they use them. You're going to consider the needs of the spaces they occupy and how their strengths might be utilized best. And you're going to understand the value of community and giving back through gifts of time, talent, and treasure as a business tactic to grow your network, improve the lives of those around you, and be a better leader. I can say James is going to just knock this one out of the park. He is. It's you have be to be there. When is it again? It is Tuesday, March 14th from 830 to 930 in person at the Innovation Connector. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Ashley Soldot. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. So you are with the Delaware County CASA, is that correct? Yes, I am. All right. So what, what do you do there? What is CASA? So I am the director of the program, and CASA, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocate, is a program where we train citizens to do independent investigations of child abuse and neglect cases. Okay, very good. I actually used to be a CASA back many years ago. I thought I heard that. Yes, I was <laughs> back in Madison County, back before I even started Farmhouse or moved over oh, here, wow. any of that kind of stuff. I lived in Anderson, nice. and I was a CASA there for a while. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I understand what they do and the work they do, and that it is very important that the kids have someone, someone to represent them in their best interest and all of that. Yes. So, all right. So what? tell me a little bit about yourself. So... I am from Muncie, born and raised. I went to Delta High School, okay. Um, Delta Middle School, went to Royerton Elementary. So I, I've just been from right here around Muncie. It's probably where I'll be the rest of my life. Okay, good. Um, so I'm pretty rooted here. Um, I got my job right out of uh, college. So I've been working here, living here my whole life. Okay. Tell me about your family. I have a husband and two kids, and we live out in Country Village, so my kids are being raised as eagles, too. Okay. And, uh, we keep pretty busy. We, My son is very athletic, so we're always at a basketball game or a baseball game. We're going to an event. Um, my daughter is, she's more the academic, so okay. she's, she's the one who's always got her face in a book or something <laughs> like that, or she's a teen now, so she's always with friends. And okay, so, yes. Yeah, so, and we go camping a lot, and... Um, yeah, we, but 
mostly around here doing sports or working. <laughs> okay. No, I understand. That's when you got the kids. Nothing too exciting. That's what you do. <laughs> so absolutely. So at work, uh, what what's the what do you like best about your job? The people. I think the work I do, and it is it's social work. It attracts a lot of really good, genuine people. And I think my favorite thing about working there has always been the volunteers that are attracted to the program. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet some incredible people. Um, Traditionally, we had always recruited a lot of retired people in the community. And so I just loved learning from them, people who had so much life experience and wisdom to offer our families and even our staff just learning from each other and growing with each other it's it's been an amazing experience and even the staff that we attract as well everybody is just really good people who really work off a passion because it's certainly not a high paying job (laughs) but we all really love our work and what we're doing okay so what does Akasa do so they go through a big training program. Mm-hmm. It's 30 hours. And then they have an opportunity to, you know, pick a case, something they're comfortable with, the situation, maybe the age of the kids or the gender of the kids, however. And they may take, you know, just the one case and it may just have a few kids. And so their job is to really hyper-focus on that kid. So unlike a social worker who's got maybe, you know, 10 or 20 different cases or 30 cases, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes um, our volunteers just have that one case. And so they do a deep dive and they get to know everything about this child. And then they start building rapport with that child and get to know what what their history was, but also what they hope their future to be. And they help advocate for that child in the courtroom. So making sure all their needs are met, making sure they're getting, you know, connected with all the resources they need to grow from the situation that they just came from. Our hope is that families are reunified and can be healthy and grow together and we never see them again. That's our hope. Um, It doesn't always work that way. So sometimes our volunteers will follow them through, you know, the adoption process or sometimes even as they age out of the system and they go through something called collaborative care where they learn all those skills to be independent in this world. So our volunteers will stick with them through that whole process until we find the best permanent solution for them. Okay, excellent. Well, I know when I was at CASA, we've got the kids who we want to make sure are taken care of and we have their best interests in mind. And we have social workers who are taking care of like the family yes. unit and, and that. And then we have potentially attorneys who are, you know, vying back and forth about what needs to happen. Yes. So sometimes those kiddos, their voice gets lost in that whole Absolutely. thing. And depending on, you know, what the parents want or what the attorneys want, like, well, what does, what does this kiddo want and right. what is in the best interest of them? Yes. Which are um, actually two different things. Yeah. So we'll tell the court what the kid wants. And sometimes our volunteers agree with what the kid wants. Sometimes not. Right. But we always give them that voice. Right. So at least we know what they want, but that might not be the best solution yes. for you in this situation. Here's what we recommend. So yes. I, I like that that, that, that that we're making sure that their voice doesn't get lost Absolutely. in the process. It's so yeah. important. Absolutely. So how do you relax after a hard day of work? Well, <laughs> I mean, with all your kids and activities, probably not a lot of time to do that. It all kind of blends in. I know. Um, probably, you know, I spend most of my evenings in my kitchen cooking. Like, I, I don't really have a problem with the whole cooking thing. Um, so I usually turn on a podcast. I do, too. <laughs> True crime, usually. Yes, absolutely. And I listen to my podcast. I make our food. And we just try to, you know, eat together as a family. Or we'll watch a show together as a family. And just kind of relax. Excellent. I don't mind the cooking part. It's the, like, figuring out what to cook every day. I'm oh, like, we got this down. I'm like, it's dinner again. Come on. <laughs> 
<laughs> we plan, What's your secret? We plan our meals two weeks in advance. Okay. So like on a Thursday, we will plan what we're going to be having for the next two weeks starting from that Saturday on. And then each week, we just go through the list and say, okay, what ingredients do we need for all that? We do all of our shopping on Friday. So I never have to worry except for, you know, once every two weeks what we're going to have. Right. And we follow our menu. And then sometimes we got to be flexible because of all those sports things yeah. that are popping up. But we never have to stress about it anymore. It was such a, I, I hated when we were through that, when we were like, oh my God, whatever. And then it caused, you know, arguments. It was like, I want this. I want that. It's like, nope. Now we have a menu. We know what we're going to have. We have all the ingredients. We're good to go. Oh, you know, I, I used to do that like a long time ago. And that we've just kind of like fallen off of that wagon. And it used to be great. I had a dry erase board and I would just be like, Monday we're having this. And, yes. and so when the kids would be like, what are we having? I'm like, well, what does it say yeah, on the board? Look at the menu. Look at the menu. <laughs> You've known it for a week, so um, maybe we need to get back into that. <laughs> so how did you get started? So actually, I was going to Ball State University, and I was in a class. Um, Dr. Brian Byers was my professor, and I he overheard me talking to another student about kind of what I was hoping to do after I graduated, and I was talking about how, well, I want to work with the court system, but I also really like working with kids, so I was trying to figure out my place, and so he held me after class, and he said, you know, I think I know what you're looking for. He immediately connected me with the then um, director of the CASA program. Um, they were just getting ready to start this whole training thing. So I immediately went through the training. And then after training, we learned that the assistant that she had was getting ready to graduate with his master's and move on and was looking for somebody. So I'm like, hello, <laughs> I'd love to do this. So I started part time there, you know, part time, $8 an hour, you know, just this little side gig while I was still finishing up college. And it just kind of grew over the years. I became a volunteer coordinator. And then eventually I had the opportunity to become the director. Excellent. That's nice. So yeah. you've, not everybody graduates college and then does what they are passionate about right, or right. anything like that. But all it, fell in place. It's nice <laughs> when it falls in place that way. Well, great. That's awesome. Yeah. What professional organizations are you a part of? Basically, any that has anything to do with um, providing resources for families. So, you know, obviously we work really close with the Department of Child Services. Mm -hmm. um, we have um, Firefly, which was formerly Children's Bureau, mm -hmm. um, Meridian Services. Um, we work with a lot of um, facilities that, you know, help parents and families with like substance abuse and things like that. So basically any and all resources that help individuals and families. Okay, perfect. What's something you wish you had known when you were first starting out? Maybe I would alter my expectations a little <laughs> bit. And I see that so much with even my interns coming in, you know, I think a lot of people that enter that social work realm really have this like I want to help people fix people save the world and we do a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But there's so many heartbreaks along the well, way yeah, too. Yeah. And you know, learning that this is a part of the work and just knowing how to process that, leave the work at work, mm -hmm. go home, turn it off and be with your family when you're with your family. I think that was kind of a difficult transition as my family grew and I was trying to figure out how to kind of compartmentalize yeah. so I could function, you know, at the best of my ability in both settings. Right. I mean, I think that would be hard to like shut off that part of your brain and, yes. and all of that. So yeah, that, I think that would probably take some practice and some absolutely intentionality behind that yes yeah <laughs> for sure how about some fun questions now okay. okay what's your favorite band or artist 
I do not have one single like, okay. band or artist. I go, you know, I go through these things where I get asked those questions, and I'm like, you know, I just don't have one. I like the genre. You know, okay. I I love classic rock. I'm okay. all about the classics. So, you give me, you know. Tom Petty or Leonard Skinner or, you know, CCR or, you know, any journey, just any of that. Like, okay. I love it. That's so, your jam. All yes, right. that yeah. is my jam. Okay. That's good. I mean, yeah. We like what we like. And yes. That's great. I yes. love it. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, definitely a night owl. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Which punishes me as not being a morning person. <laughs> I am also not a morning person, so I feel you. Yes. Have you ever met anyone famous? Yes. Okay. I met MC Hammer. Oh, that's awesome. At a Hooters. Okay. <laughs> Even more awesome. In Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> well, I was on a, it was actually a work-related thing. I was there for a national CASA conference and I had arrived there late and there wasn't a lot of places open that was close to my hotel room, but there's a Hooters. So I go over there and I had a colleague with me and and walks MC Hammer and his little entourage, <laughs> and everybody's going up to him, going, "Oh my gosh!" And he was just the nicest guy. You know, you go up to him, and he's like, "Hi," you know. And he was it was really cool. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. I like yeah. I like that story. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Oh, another one where I just I don't know that I can really just say one. That's all but right. I love movies. Um, I'm definitely attracted to. Like the darker movies. Okay. I love the mysteries. Um, I love like the psychological thrillers. Those are um, awesome. The twists yeah. and turns. This goes along with like your true crime it podcast, does. I'm feeling. So <laughs> I'm the same way. I would rather, don't give me a rom com. I don't want to watch that. Right. I'm like, <laughs> keep it dark. Come on. Give me dark and twisty, please. Just like my soul. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know? You know, I. I thought about this because I thought this question was coming and I asked my husband, I'm like, what is my hidden talent? Do I have a hidden talent? He starts naming stuff off. I'm like, I think you're just basically saying my hidden talent is pure luck because (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I have any one hidden talent. He said, well, you know, maybe the time that you like had to rewire, you know, all this stuff in our house because our internet wouldn't work and I fixed it. And like, I didn't know, I was like, watched a 10 minute video and I'm like, okay, I get it. I just get it. I went in there and I did all this stuff. I had this little headlamp on my head oh, and man. I, I fixed all the wiring and I have no clue how I did it, <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> well, and you, that means you can like watch things, process that information and like make it happen. Yes. I love hands-on type of stuff. So Yeah. That, those are good skills to maybe, have maybe because that's a hidden talent. <laughs> I don't think I could like rewire my internet and stuff like I just ask I I call in my tech support husband and I'm like can can you can you <laughs> no. fix please fix. <laughs> well, that's excellent. I like that. So, what's on your bucket list? Um, anything and everything to do with traveling. I love just experiencing the world. Um, I love taking my kids to see things and just show them that there's so much moral or, you know, to this world than just, you know, where we're living. I love immersing them into different cultures and encouraging them to try different foods. And I just, I love that. That's, that's what lights my brain up. I love just experiencing things that are new and different. Excellent. Do you have a favorite place you've traveled to? Um, man, I feel like I haven't traveled to my favorite place yet. Okay. I mean, I love going to Florida. I love the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been on some cruises. I've been to Mexico. I've been to even Canada. Um, 
I don't know. I really liked going out to San Diego in California. San Diego is my favorite city in the whole country. It's beautiful. I love it. I was so impressed. We tried going to LA to check it out. I was like, uh, no, 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 no. San Diego is where it's at. San Diego <laughs> is where it's at. Now, like, LA is fine. And then, like, Huntington Beach is good. I used to live in California for a oh, while. cool. Not the cool part of California. Oh. I lived in Bar- <laughs> Barstow, which is in smack dab in the middle of the Mojave Desert. Oh, my god! So hot as can be. I bet. And everything. But it was two hours from LA. It was two hours from Vegas. That kind of thing. So, oh, wow. So LA is good. Huntington Beach is, the I think, the best beach around there. Yeah. That kind of thing. But San Diego is where it's at. Because oh, yeah. it's like a little more laid back. It's beautiful. They have such good Mexican food. Like, so good. Anyway, yeah. Oh, I had to see the uh, Santa Monica Pier. Oh, okay. Because one of my favorite movies, I guess, is The Goonies. Okay. I love the yeah. old school stuff. And so my understanding is the, the pier that they show in that movie is actually the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, okay. So I had to go take a look at it. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, okay, I've seen it in real life now. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I like that. So what gets you truly excited about life? I just, just friends and family, really. I just, I love being surrounded by people that care about me, that I care about. Um, again, I think it just really goes back to those bucket lists, you know, having those experiences with people and just making the most out of life. I mean, with everything that I see with work, I think you realize how precious, you know, things are mm-hmm. and how blessed you are to have the things you have and not to have the struggles that maybe other people endure. And so I guess just taking a moment to appreciate, you know, to be in the moment. And that's probably what I love the most, just being able to see what I have and appreciate it. Perfect. So since you're such a big movie person, if someone were to play you in a movie, who would it be? <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Jennifer Connelly. Okay. I love Jennifer Connelly. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, she's not connected to any favorite movie. I've just always really liked her. I mean, of course, she was in The Labyrinth. Yeah. It's one of those old classic movies that I liked. Um, and then she was in Requiem for a Dream. Have you ever seen that? that? Talk oh about gosh. dark movie, but oh it is my so good. <laughs> it is. Holy moly. I mean, any movie that can make me have, like, true feelings, you know, mm-hmm. bring out some kind of emotion, that movie freaked me out. Yeah. Like, I watch it, and I think I felt weird for a week, because I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it, like, got in my head. Yes, and like, yeah. yes. But the music in that movie is beautiful. Oh I gosh. love the strings and the whole, yes. the soundtrack is beautiful. It does. It has, like, it has the whole package. Like, I'm getting goosebumps now, just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go watch it now. See? I know. <laughs> it's not really your, like, weekday feel-good movie, but it's such a good one. It is. I agree. What do you want to be remembered for? I hope I'm just remembered for being, you know, a good friend, a good mom, a good human being. Um, I try really hard to be kind to everyone, to give those second chances to help people through things. And I hope that's what I'm remembered for. Excellent. Yeah. Those are very admirable things. Thanks. Well, thanks so much for stopping by the farmhouse. Really enjoyed having you on. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. You know, we do something a little bougie. It is a little bougie. I kind of hate to even talk about it because it is too bougie. (laughs) We get the box meals. We do. HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Green Chef, whatever. We've, We've tried them all. We have tried them all. And... There were some we really liked. There yes, were some, some we, we did despised. not. And uh, some of them just had too the, many. 
Well, the one with the, that was like microwave meals. Yeah, that was weird. I don't even remember which one that was called. But like, I thought they were sending you a box of meals to prepare. But then, no, they just sent you a box of like meals to well, microwave. Well, you had to prepare it. You had to stand in the microwave for three minutes. and then <laughs> I suppose. That's then, not what I voila! thought I was getting. <laughs> but yes, these meals are great, though. Uh, Hello Fresh, Blue Apron, whatever you like. They came, definitely some of them came with too much kale. Oh my gosh. Like I, that was their go-to. It's like, hey, we have this dirt product. Let's just put it in here every so time everybody we got has it, to it use it. It was kale. I'm like, dude, I ugh. can't. Ugh. No. But the one we have right now, Hello Fresh. They they are less on the kale. Yes, they did give us Brussels sprouts a couple weeks ago. And but that was actually excellent. really good for yes. Now, talk about the meat. Well, what do you mean about the meat? It's the like the meat is amazing. It's like grass fed, grass fed, organic, I wonderful think they ma- meat. Massage the cows and chickens. I don't know what they do. There's definitely <laughs> a difference because we we get the meals for two. Yes, and most of the time that'll feed me and Matt and Audia, who eats like a bird. Two and a half people. Two and a half people. <laughs> it's fine, but we have an extra. We have an 18 year old who sometimes eats dinner with us. So we're like, well, this isn't going to feed all four of us. So I'll grab like if we're having a chicken meal, yeah. I'll grab some extra chicken defrost it it's our you know chicken from the big bag from like walmart or wherever um and you can definitely taste a difference in the chicken <laughs> and all the meat uh so we give the kids the walmart chicken <laughs> we get the good chicken <laughs> and sometimes i've made spaghetti with the meat the the, the ground beef that comes that in comes box. in that uh because of whatever you know we used other things out of that bag or whatever and but, then i yell oh my gosh even that is like it made this you can taste tell it is better. different so it is good now i 100 percent know this is bougie and i know it's if i just bought all the ingredients at the store it would probably be more cost effective but you know what i can't do it i used to plant we used to plan our meals a long time ago before i owned a business and did a bunch of million things and everything i used to have a dry race board on the thing and yeah. we would plan our meals for the week and if the kids were like hey what's for dinner i'm like well what does it say on tuesday and that's just what it was but as i have we've grown our business we've gotten more busy people say oh my gosh matt and angie you're everywhere everywhere all the time yes we are and because of that like i feel like i make so many decisions here at the farmhouse yeah all day every day you don't want to think about i cannot make one more decision the decision i make when i get home is which one of these three meals are we eating tonight (laughs) and kids you can like it or you cannot there are peanut butter sandwiches available there's mac and cheese there's mac and cheese there's whatever you want so like it works for us now what is the thing that you don't like about it the most well kale i already said besides the kale (laughs) but but the way that i cook all right so here's the deal everybody (laughs) When I cook these meals, they only take 20 minutes. He 20, rarely minutes. ever cooks these meals, may, may so I So I start out by doing the dishes, so I have all clean dishes, because nobody else does the dishes but me. So I clean them. I got them done. I have a dishwasher. His name is Matt. Matt exactly. won't get me a dishwasher, so he gets to wash the so, dishes. So I start cooking. As I'm cooking, hey, I'll wash the pans, and I'll put them away. So I have a, a, a little set of dirty dishes by the time we're done with dinner. I don't dinner. understand why you would start washing dishes Angie, before you cook. There's not. There's like two cups a bowl and a fork, right? In the sink. What? That's not even worth oh, running worth a that's not even worth that, running a thing of water for that. That way I can get my dishes in there, my hands, the no, whole deal. No. I don't have to worry about anything. So no. now Angie on the other hand, of course, has a mountain. She uses every dish. I really try not in to use the every entire dish. cabinets that are drawn out the the 
Oh, just so much stuff you use. <laughs> so try, by the time we get to. done with dinner, I'm like, oh my god. No, we have so to wash much. all these dishes. And they are spread throughout the kitchen. Now it, also, it's like a tornado has gone through the kitchen. True. That's how you cook. I do. But I also have, <laughs> usually when I'm cooking, I have a little helper who decides that they want to help me too. My yes, little this has been a, a more recent phenomenon. But yes, we have a, a helper. And we she, do. She's actually she does good. half of it, at She least. cuts the, she like chops the vegetables. I'm like, please don't chop your fingers off. And I'm always yelling at her. I'm like, curl your fingers, curl your fingers. <laughs> so, but I also have, so I have a little helper with me. She doesn't like to help you. She only likes to help me because she likes to get in my way. Um, so nobody likes to help me because I am mean. Because yeah. I have a job, I've got to get it done. I've got Don't to wash dishes way. in the middle. Don't Boom. get in my way. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody. Yes, I understand. So everybody wants to cook with me. Um, so that's the price you pay for you not having to do to cook or d- deal with a nine year old. You have to deal with the volcano mountain of dishes. That's true. It is a mountain. You know, I'm sure I could find... But that's how bougie we are. We are very bougie. And I could find things about you that drive me crazy, but that will be for another day. Future podcast. Exactly. Tune in then. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or you can find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone gone boss. boss.